The first reading is taken from 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 to 11. The responsorial is Psalm 96, and the Gospel is Luke chapter 2, verses 22 to 35. Today's Gospel from Luke chapter 2 is an important text that bears directly on the Incarnation. Jesus is presented by Mary and Joseph in the temple according to the law of Moses. There to receive him is Simeon, who taking the child in his arms states, quote, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. End of quote. Simeon represents all the Old Testament righteous who longed for the fulfillment of God's promises, first to Abraham in the book of Genesis, and then the later covenants, especially to King David, and finally the prophecies of a Messiah who would redeem humanity from their sins. In a sense, the entire system of temple worship, animal sacrifices, and the myriad of judicial and ceremonial codes having served their purpose can now be subsumed under the greater presence and authority of Almighty God come in the flesh. It was fitting that Simeon is present in the temple to receive the Lord and to understand the implications of the transition from the old to the new covenants. Simeon is described as righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel. He was in reality one of the Anawim, that small remnant of people from the Old Testament who remained faithful to the covenant. This remnant were humble people of deep prayer who longed to see the Messiah. They made the coming of the Lord the priority in their lives, and so lived out a certain degree of detachment from the things of the world, making room in the temple of their hearts for the Lord. In many ways, they were already living out what Jesus would later teach as the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the pure in heart, they shall see God. And, indeed, Simeon saw and welcomed God in the flesh. To this extent, Simeon is an example for us to follow today, an example of holiness and righteousness that inclines a person to be more open and able to recognize the Lord. This is important because Jesus always presents himself in many different ways each day, certainly in the Eucharist, but also in one another, especially in the least of our brothers and sisters, and in prayer as well. It is important that we do not miss Christ in the ordinary situations of each day, because we are always blessed when we encounter the Lord. Jesus never comes to us empty-handed. He always brings his gifts of peace, healing, forgiveness, and joy. When we receive these blessings and gifts into the temple of our soul, then we ourselves become a light to the nations, illuminating a new way of fulfillment in God's grace. In a sense, the transition from the Old Testament law and ritual observance of various codes to real freedom inspired by the Holy Spirit is one that is urgently needed and still ongoing. That is because 
fallen humanity has a tendency to retreat again and again into the old system of legal justice based on retribution, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, that quickly descends into retaliation, revenge, and violence. Thus the effort to continue realizing the transition witnessed by Simeon is fraught with risk and danger, as evidenced in Simeon's prophecy. Quote, this child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. End of quote. The opposition stated here is often expressed in sacred scripture in terms of a foundation stone that will support some while causing others to stumble. For example, Isaiah chapter 28, verse 14 to 16, quote, Therefore hear the word of the Lord, you scoffers, who rule this people in Jerusalem, because you have said, We have made a covenant with death and with Sheol, we have an agreement. When the overwhelming scourge passes through, it will not come to us, for we have made lies our refuge, and in falsehood we have taken shelter. Therefore thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am laying in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of a sure foundation. End of quote. Jesus refers to this passage in his dispute with the scribes and Pharisees in Luke chapter 20, verses 17 to 18. Quote, what then is this that is written? The very stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, but when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. St. Paul also uses this imagery in chapter 9 of his letter to the Romans. Quote, they have stumbled over the stumbling stone, as it is written, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone that will make men stumble, a rock that will make them fall, and he who believes in him will not be put to shame. We as Christians know that when we follow Christ and his teachings, while they provide us security, safety, and salvation, at the same time there can be opposition. The prophecy to Mary that a sword would pierce her soul also applies to us, her children. We see a clear example of that in our saint of today, St. Thomas Becket. He was born in London in 1118. After being appointed Archbishop of Canterbury by his friend, King Henry II, he soon faced opposition when Henry tried to take away certain rights of the Church. Accusations followed and condemnations by King Henry against Thomas Becket, which were misinterpreted by over-enthusiastic knights who murdered the archbishop. Three years later, Becket was canonized a saint. On his feast day, we pray that we would not only see and welcome Jesus into our hearts, but be prepared to stand up for the truth of what the Incarnation really entails. And like Simeon and Anna, do so with a faith and zeal that increases year by year, even into our old age, so that giving our all to the end, we too may in contentment depart in God's peace. Recognizing this application, the liturgy of the hours in the final offering of the day, called night prayer, puts the words of Simeon on the lips of the faithful servant 
before retiring, the last words being, quote, May the Lord grant me a restful night and a peaceful death.